G'day everyone, welcome back to the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. I am your host, Lyle Swithenbank. This is a sportsethos.com presentation. You can follow us on Twitter at ethospelicans at Lyle Swithenbank. Firstly, Happy New Year. We're on the 23rd of January and you haven't heard from me for 23 days. And for that, I apologize. As you knew, I was uh, in the US uh, making my way from New Orleans to Nashville to New York to Bali, back to Perth. I was in Perth for three days, then went straight down south uh, with my friends to the beautiful town of Bustleton. If you ever want to visit WA, make sure you check out uh, Bustleton and our our southern areas uh, because we've got all the nice wineries and things like that. So it's always a great time down there and the beaches are incredible. Uh, finally back in time for the Miami game. Uh, watched it on delay because... It was at some absurd time in the morning over here. And, uh, but alas, I watched it and, um, yeah, it's hard not to be frustrated, of course, especially after the Orlando loss the other day. Uh, and we're sort of, this, this episode is not just going to be about the Miami game, although we will touch on it. It's, it's going to be about probably the last, I guess, 23 days of, of January and, and beyond just how the Pelicans have played and all the external factors that we can't control. It's also just a a chance to take stock as to where we're all at because, gosh, to kick off, Twitter is a wasteland. And, you know, I I hold back from cursing there because people are up in arms. And I I don't think it's justified. I'm going to say it. Do what you want. Come at me in my ads. But I do not think... This doom and gloom is justified whatsoever. It's got to the point now, and I'm going to start with a rant, so if you want to scroll through and you want to hear about the Miami game, and we all saw it, uh, feel free to skip forward. But We just need to step back for a second and take a, a deep breath. This season has been marred by injuries, much like last year, much like all the other years before that. Do you know the difference? We're sitting fourth in the West. We're sitting fourth in the West without our two best players, without Najee Marshall. We've missed time with Larry Nance. We've missed time with CJ McCollum. We've had a 19-year-old rookie have to play big minutes. We've had guys that we thought were going to be big contributors play woefully at times. Uh, we've missed rotations. We've, we've let some early games slip. We've had teething issues. And yet... We're still fourth in the West. Okay, we can look at the standings and say, all right, well, you know, there's only five or six games between us and and ninth. Absolutely. Absolutely there is. But we're we're making out like the sky is falling. Like the Pelicans are bottom and we're blowing everything up and it's all turned to doom and gloom. And the sky isn't falling. There's plenty of things we can look at. There's plenty of things that can happen from now until June, till till April. There's plenty of things. But I'm going to quote Larry Nance here in his postgame. He said, this is a strong locker room. They're sick about losing to Miami. They're sick about losing to Orlando. But you move on to the next. They don't want to lose. They're sticking together. We will be stronger by the end of the year. 
All of this adversity that the team has faced is nothing new. We galvanised this locker room back last year in 1-14, and 14, in that run, in that miraculous playoff uh, series against the Phoenix Suns. We don't have quitters on this team. And all of a sudden, the fan base, and I, and I speak out to you all, I plead to you all, keep the faith. There's one thing about New Orleans, particularly having been able to spend time, been fortunate enough to spend time there, not enough time, but enough to get a feel of, of the people, of the culture, of, of what it represents and what it means to be from New Orleans, is that people don't give up. And all of a sudden, we're sitting there going, well, we need to get rid of this guy, and this guy's not good enough, and this guy's not doing enough, when the fundamental issues are in front of you. Does it make it right? No. Do you, allow, do you have to be happy about it and say, it's okay, cool, I love losing? No, of course not. But this like melancholy that has taken over the fan base in the doldrums of January in, in a long NBA season, yeah, it's, it's frustrating at times. You can't you can't say anything on Twitter without someone coming over the top of you, without someone saying, "Well, that's wrong," or "That's this." The Pels twelve is in an interesting spot, and I mean, there's big voices out there that are saying things that aren't, I suppose, positive. And of course, not everything's positive. Of course, there are some question marks out there about this team. You don't lose games like that if there's not question marks. But there are also answers to a lot of the issues. And a lot of them are, are sometimes the simple answer. You've got a guy, number 14, who hasn't played since the 25th of November. We get news today that he's been doing five on five. Well, that sounds positive, doesn't it? But no, we, we don't want him. You know, he's, he's, he's sitting out. He, he hates this and he doesn't want to do that well everything we hear is that he's working back i've seen him practice on the court myself i don't know if anyone's had toe injuries i've tried to walk around with no toes i just did it for fun it's pretty difficult i didn't try to play basketball on it but anyway zion's done a hamstring that's frustrating of course it is soft tissue injuries happen the amount of usage, the amount of damage that his body was taking. It's not surprising that something gave up. It really isn't. We are putting him in positions that were precarious. And he tweaked his hamstring. Patience, unfortunately, it just doesn't seem to be the MO. But I can guarantee every single one of the naysayers, everyone that says do this and do that, is going to be cheering right alongside you. Right alongside these Pelicans as we head into the playoffs. I can guarantee it. I can guarantee that these tweets change. Oh, he did really well. Oh, we're glad we had him. Oh, what a turnaround. Well, it's funny what happens when people aren't playing out of their roles. The world has short memories. And as frustrating as it is, we need to persevere. We need to rally behind the team, not tear it down. Rally behind each other. Be collaborative. Be constructive. Because otherwise, being a fan of a team that no one thinks is any good, despite what everything else is telling you, is frustrating. It's draining. 
And as someone who has to get up here and, and you know, talk about this team, it's, it's disappointing that we can't come together and, and be constructive. You know, we don't need to just tweet things or we don't need to just say things because it gets us a click. It gets us a like. It gets us a thing. I won't do that. I won't do that for you. I might be cheeky on Twitter, but never once will I go chasing clicks or, or will I try to get reactions out of this fan base. I absolutely won't. And if you think that's what this is, no, this is a response to the actions and verbs of people out there that are just, I think, honestly, delirious. And, and perhaps fandom gets to your head. Perhaps a bit of clout gets to your head. But just rein it in. Because there's some voices in this fan base that have more sway than others. That's how it is. So come together. Enjoy what we are seeing. We're going through a slump. The players know it. Hell, we all know it. But there is no point in getting bogged down in it. Because I know, I guarantee we sit in front of the TV every single time they come on and we're going to do the same thing. We're going to watch it. We're going to cheer. We're going to be disappointed when they lose, but we're going to be elated when they win. Wasn't long ago, I was sitting in the Smoothie King Center there and we won four straight. So, you know, well, at home, it's, it's frustrating. But keep the faith. That's what I played here. So that's enough. That's 10 minutes. Of, of ranting about my frustrations with this. And I, I think I pulled it back a bit. I had to take a, a, a time out before I did this podcast because otherwise I would have just been too frustrated. But just keep the faith. That's what I, I begged you. So anyway, besides that, welcome to 2023. I didn't want to start off with a podcast like that, but the state of my Twitter timeline is just fucking woeful. For uh, want of a better term, I apologize for swearing. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off. My rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, so, what did we see today? Well, Miami came in and, and gave us a touch-up on Friday. We went and took on Orlando, and, and they came from behind and beat us after we started really fast. And uh, it was a bit more of that in this. Fast start and... A second quarter where we had a good lead and we didn't take care of the ball. Turnovers have been a killer. And as we know, play fast, but don't rush. And what we found is that our decision-making wasn't at its best. There were some great games. I thought Dyson was good despite 
that controversial uh, timeout. And I've done the timings on this. I've sat there and I got my stopwatch out and I've watched it about 300 times now. And I read the rules and I've read the example that they put on NBA.com and Dyson Daniels called timeout. So anyway, uh, I don't know the human shot clock that Bill thinks he is, the umpire, but uh, he's fucking wrong. So anyway, it was a timeout and... You're in a 48-minute game of basketball. You shouldn't be in a situation where that matters. If, you, if you're actually a dominant side and you're winning the game, don't give them the opportunity to make those calls. So, you know, and thankfully Dyson then made amends uh, and got that jump ball, got the ball back to us, and the timeout was honoured. And, uh, and all of a sudden we had an opportunity, missed the shot late, and, you know, the rest is history. We lose 100 to 96. Disappointing. Absolutely. It means we're falling, uh, losing touch with the top of the standings. But again, you're not at the bottom. You're still in the playoffs. You're not in the play-in. Do you want to give other teams opportunities to catch you up? No, of course not. You need to win the games you're meant to win. Orlando was a win. You were meant to win that. But again... I, I can't preach you enough. Wait for your all stars. They're not gonna and they're not gonna come back in and score five hundred points first game back. Of course they're not. It's gonna take time. There's gonna be teething issues. Thankfully, playoffs don't start on the twenty fourth of January. You know when they start in April, which is uh, two and a half months away. We have a trade deadline coming up. We have a. Uh, we have the all-star break. Guys are going to have a chance to get away, refresh, recoup. It's going to be all right. It is. I promise you. I promise you. And stick with it. Stick with the team. Stick with each other. It's the best thing about this fan base as a community. So let's be a little bit more collaborative. But I've gone off track again. Anyway, we'll go to the stats. The stat that I hate the most is the turnovers. We had a, a, a proverbial shit ton of them. 24 uh, turnovers to their 21. It was a scrappy game. It was back and forth. Did very well in the first half until the last probably two minutes of the third quarter where we proceeded to turn the ball over four times straight, uh, which is just unacceptable. But again, particularly when it's from your veteran guys, but I won't continue to name names, CJ McCollum, but please, you can't do that. Um, it resulted in some stats that are frustrating. You know, points off turnovers. 31 to 28. While that, you know, almost evens each other out, you lost by four. You take care of the ball a little bit, just a little bit, and you win the game. Assists, we had 24 to 17. We know when we move the ball, we're a better side. 24 is not enough for us. It's got to be up closer to 30. Move the ball. Every time we got momentum, the ball stuck. I don't know why we went away from it. We'd heat check. Again, if your shot is not falling, find the guy that is. Because I guarantee there's someone making the right play out there. Not all five years at the same time are doing stupid stuff. Sometimes probably, but not always. Communicate on the court. It looks sometimes you get a bit discombobulated. They blitz you. Move the ball. It's frustrating. You can't go 8 of 30 from three-point land. You know, thankfully, they only hit 8 of 34 to even each other out. Free throws. 
They had a heap more. But you leave four on the board. Four points. What did we lose by? Four. There's plenty of finger pointing that you can do in this. And why you lose games like this. But you're in it. You compete. You compete against a full strength side. Or, you know, they might be missing a couple of role players. But they're not. They had Jimmy Butler. All-star. Ben. All-star. Both of those are defensive players that are year candidates every year. You got Tyler Hero. What was he? Sixth man of the year last year? Another great player. You've got all of these bench guys that know their role, that are playing in their role. What was our starting lineup? Herb, Trey, JV, CJ, Dyson. Well, Dyson's well, started five, six games. Trey is meant to be coming off the bench. Herb isn't meant to have a big scoring role. You know, there's, you've got Larry Nance playing 26 minutes. Jackson Hayes, 17. Devontae Graham, 16. Jose had 22. You know, there's guys on there that are playing more minutes than they would had everyone be back. Yes, we've seen this for a while. But it doesn't excuse the fact that you're missing Najee Marshall, who's been fantastic in Brandon's absence. Been averaging 20-odd points a game himself. Then you're missing Zion, who'll give you 30. And also gives you the gravity that allows our shooters to get open. That allows everyone else to play. You're missing Brandon, who's the perfect complementary piece to Zion. And vice versa, they play great together. The sky's not falling. We're just unhealthy. And we can't magic forward people healthy. They've just got to go through the process. It's frustrating, I know. I want to win every game too. But keep the faith. That's what I, I beg of you. Now, one thing I will say, and I mean, this will be a shorter pot. I haven't seen this for a while, but I'm not going to go through every game that we've had. We've we've been woeful. We're going to continue to be woeful. Probably we've got more uh, tough games coming up. You know, we, we get one day off and then we play the Nuggets. We just lost on a game winner. Top side in the West. It's not going to get easier. Then you go straight. It's a back-to-back. You go straight into playing the Timberwolves. So we're only a couple of games behind us and a scrappy. you got to beat them. But who knows? You, you get the Wizards. you got to win that. You have to. Bucks. But, you know, that's the first night of a back-to-back. Second night of a back-to-back is the Bucks. There's no time off in this. But after that, you get you just got to drag yourself to the... Uh, the point where these guys come back, which sounds like it's not far off. You know, Zion gets reevaluated this week, I'm fairly certain. That'd be three weeks since his hamstring. It's probably another two after that. Maybe the start of Feb, he comes back. Middle of Feb. Maybe the All-Star break is going to be the perfect time to just reset. Make that push at the end of the season and secure a really good seeding in the playoffs. The one thing we can all agree on is that this team isn't missing the playoffs. We're not. We're better than so many sides in this in this league. If that's not something to celebrate when we haven't had that for a long time, not since I've covered this team on this pod, where we expect to make playoffs. I ain't seen that. So, you know, I'm not saying don't be frustrated and I'm not saying don't 
celebrate and don't be disgruntled with the performances. We need to win these games. I agree. You should, you, you're competitive every game, execute down the stretch and win. But I don't think it's a sell everyone, let's go and get some 38-year-old star uh, who can't win on their own team. Let's not go and you know mortgage the future on another role player. Let's not go and you know sell the house on someone who's proven that they can't get it done where they are. But we give up all of the depth and versatility that we have when we're fully healthy to plug and play someone else in who isn't going to like the role that they're given anyway. So take a step back. Take a deep breath. I'm here for you. If you need to chat, just reach out. I'm happy to be your sounding board. What do you think of this? I'll tell you to grow up. No, I'm just kidding. But, you know... It's okay. You know, when you get a little bit ahead of yourself, the basketballers get a little bit ahead of themselves on the court and someone takes the ball and just says, calm down. It's me right now. I'm just walking the ball up and I'm just waving. Just calm down. I'm going to run some half-court offense. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. But I'm going to leave it at that. Firstly, we're going to do a... Lark and I are going to jump on and do a, um, a thank you to New Orleans coming up. So keep an eye out for that. It was, um, we've got a lot to say about the city and, and how they treated us. And honestly, I can't say enough about it and, and how we were uh, really spoiled over there. But I won't spoil that. Um, so keep an eye out for that one. But otherwise, going to leave it at that. We've got another game coming up. You know, the NBA is a long season and it's quick turnaround. Thankfully, we get another chance to win in a couple of days. So I'll leave it at that. Um, this has been the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. I'm your host, Lyle Swithenbank. At Ethos Pelicans on Twitter, at Lyle Swithenbank. Stay safe, of course, and bye for now. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.